0: I'm Sunny D. I'm
1: Captain J. And And we're we're the Pot Pot Smoking Smoking Moms. A weekly show about cannabis legalization and parenting. Spark up with us while we chat with industry insiders, scientists,
0: doctors, cannabis cultivators, and other pot smoking parents, just just like us. us. New episodes every Wednesday. That's what that's that's what we all about. We make it happen. All right, let's go. Yo 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 sunny (laughs) d along with my homegirl captain j hello hello you know who we are we're the pot smoking moms we're glad you joined us and um we hope that you like us and if you do please rate review subscribe subscribe so as soon as there's a new episode out you got it you can listen to it um and be friends with us on all social medias that way if one gets taken down because of censorship no <laughs> because they don't like weed and stuff you know we still we still working on that uh but potsmokingmoms.com we have all of our stuff there we have a new gallery uh with a patron vacation we had to disney world and um all of our social medias there we going to smoke
1: yes what was it that we got again
0: we got the flowery. We're the doing flowery the cherry gelato. flowery black
1: cherry gelato. Mm-hmm. Cheers. This is
0: smoking here. Huh?
1: Very nice. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. The, the taste is great. Very good. So we're going to have an interview later with Cannabis Joe. She's a cannabis consultant and coach. She's worked with Terry, our patron, on some events and stuff. So make sure you stay tuned for that interview. Are you talking to Pothead Mom? Yeah, yeah. She's she Mom's on she's the way.
0: She's tired, no. She's, oh, she's not coming? No, home. that's why I was like, if you want to come by, you can stop by. But I would never expect, because I'm yeah. like...
1: I use whatever energy
0: right so you know okay we'll catch her soon enough (laughs) actually we'll catch her April 30th uh at St. Pete uh in St. Pete we're gonna be doing the 420 festival for the center of St. Pete it's the second annual 420 festival St.
1: Pete Beach SPB
0: oh SPB (laughs) gotta be very specific
1: It's at Horan, Horan Park, Horan Park, Horan. So we'll be there like 12 noon.
0: And then later that evening, we will be hosting a a dinner party at the Hemp Mansion. Yes. And we will be putting up information on that soon. It's in the works. It's in the works. We're also going to be offering you guys a little discount. So patrons. Patrons. our our patrons are getting a little discount um we're going to have a special offer with that and then dude we have a post if you're in St. Pete maybe you don't participate too much on the instagrams which i feel you but like we have a post we want to see if you guys are out there hit us up on our St. Pete post on instagram let us know who you is so we could like you know meet up with you or something hopefully out there But stay tuned for some more information on our dinner party. That's going to be...
1: The Hemp hemp Mansion is in Brandon, though. It's closer to Tampa.
0: Right. So it's, I mean, for our central Florida peeps. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So if you're in Orlando, Tampa, or anywhere on the, you know, southwest, central southwest.
0: Yeah, let's let's party. Let's Let's get together.
1: Let's smoke. Do a late 420 celebration
0: right right you probably have your own for i mean 420s on the weekday too so <laughs> so but anyways uh we'll be doing that so i uh, we were talking about this yesterday i wanted to talk to you about this uh so i have a she's gonna be five and uh, and three right three and five year old girls and they watch a lot of TV, like I I watched a lot of TV, I still do, I love TV, but like it, it's kind of hard sometimes deciphering like what's too advanced for my child, especially with new movies, like you want to be able to share and watch with them together, but like there are some times there's like some topics that i think need to wait until she's older like do you have you had an ish any issues with that like you know
1: i haven't encountered any scenarios i go usually by the rating of the movie and i've never had anything where something's come up where i'm like oh
0: so this movie on okay i don't know if you feel differently or get i would like to hear from other people the this this new movie on disney plus called uh turning red uh, you seen the commercial yeah i want to watch it
1: in fact that was one thing we were gonna do this weekend
0: super cute but it's to me it's a puberty film
1: you know okay.
0: which i feel would be appropriate or more appropriate for a maybe a 10 year old or How a, a nine year old film
1: is it like super on the nose about it though
0: i mean it's a very i mean obviously
1: they're it's not gonna be direct about it of
0: right they're not gonna be direct about it but it's very Well like- what
1: happened that made you feel like, oh, okay, let me So okay, off.
0: so it was very I think the 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 language is a little more for older kids. Yeah. And then I feel like too, um they were very like, you know, crushing on boys, like the boy bands, and they were like, you know, very about kissing the boy. So she ends there's a scene where she like draws her and some boy being romantic. Uh huh. Right? And then her mom finds it and her mom flips out because she's like, oh my God, this is so dirty. What are you drawing? You're like, and it's the boy who like is at the local store Uh that she sees. So her mom gets mad and like, you know, goes and, and, and confronts the boy who didn't do anything, but she was drawing like, you know, whatever. Pictures of her kissing with him or being romantic with him. So then... It, there's a, it, whatever, like, you know, the whole kissing of the boys and stuff and stuff like that. A lot of the romantic stuff, I feel like it's still, she's
1: four. Like, she, should she be really, I even kind of feel. I mean, Disney movies have a lot of romance, but they're, I like, know. and Ariel was 15. Right, and and like the <laughs>
0: themes, but even that, like even the themes with and like... She was trying to run away and get married. And what about like Sleeping Beauty and Snow White where they're kissed, like uh, without... While sleeping, w- uh, with without no consent. consent. Right, <laughs> like, you know, I know that it's like, I don't want to be too crunchy and be like over the top with like restricting things, because I think life is life and like our kids are going to have to deal with shit uh, eventually, and hopefully I can be the one to guide them you know yeah. for the most part but like it's out there i know eventually they'll have to hear it, see it you know but i don't know i feel like can i can i restrain it a little bit can i control it a little bit can i not we don't have to talk about boyfriend girlfriend shit like they're still little kids right people do
1: that at little kid age all the time like oh do you have a girl as soon as they start school do you have a girlfriend in school like people do that i hate about that kids all I, the time you too. know
0: yeah and the and just the 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 roles that are set for children it's just like you know the and then the dying thing that's a, another thing that i'm having a hard time with like yeah
1: the killing, the, dying, the killing and the dying
0: the killing and the dying right and it's like oh he's dead and i want I hear her playing i'm like please i'm like look it's cool here we have an understanding you're at home you're comfortable you're playing i know this but when you go to school I don't want you to be talking about killing and dying. And like, I don't want you to I mean, like
1: kids play games, you know, I'm sure they play like when you get stabbed, like when they play sword games, you right. know, you get pretend you're dead and you lay back. You I know?
0: know. That's why I don't want to be over the top with it. But sometimes I'm like this week. Come on. Too much. <laughs> too much. Too, too, much soon. too soon. Right. Right. So we had to stop the movie. daughter daughter's about sucks, to start school. So. And she is. It sucked too because she was really amped. It was like building up. Like, we were gonna, we are waiting till Friday, till it was released to watch it and even wait till dad gets home to so watch it. So, you guys it.
1: turned it off? How'd she react? Yeah,
0: she was upset, bro. She like really was upset. And I was understanding. I was like, I know, I know you're upset. You've been waiting for this movie, but like, your mind cannot tackle these subjects right now. We, we, we eventually you'll get there,
1: but I am trying to have but these like, conversations. I remember with watching her. things when I was a kid and they just went over my head right. and, and later on i as i watched it again older i was like oh so kind of sort of but also that. children are
0: sponges and i see her watching stuff and like and like and they, they're reacting them right and i just i feel like there's certain things that maybe we can wait and i feel bad because it's like a cartoon but like I don't know. And then she turns red. Uh, she turns into a panzer or something. So I assume. It's her getting her period or something like which I think is a wonderful on the play of how they do it. And, and if you're a 10 year old, period's
1: pretty young. And now, if you're
0: a nine year old or a 10 year old, even like eight, nine, 10, like I know, that age like range. She's not going to get that.
1: If she but she's going to watch it over but they and never over say again. Period. And like she's. Got her period and she's putting a pad on or a tampon or whatever. Okay, guys. It's so if you, let like, me
0: let me leave it up to everybody in the I have audience. To see the movie. To, I'm also basing this off not seeing it, right. so I have no idea. So we'll follow up after you watch it. <laughs> and if you're if you're listening and you've seen this or like maybe you've thought this, you're like, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Maybe there's certain things that you've seen that they watch and then you've been like, absolutely not, and you've been like, this is not for you right now. And just, I mean, I just want to get a better way of like maybe explaining it to her because I've been kind of like, look, this is, we are not that, your brain is not, we're not mentally developed enough for you to start tackling these subjects yet, but we will get there. And if you haven't, you know, like I want to talk to you about it, just like, let's be kids. I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing too much into it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I have to see it. I have to see it to see what, what part you're talking about. I need to know what part in the movie. (laughs) You shut
0: it off. Oh, I was also going to say. You're about to sneeze. Let's do it. Now it's not going to happen. Thanks. (laughs) Um, My mom
1: tried a gummy. Oh, my goodness. How did you get her to do that?
0: Well, so I hadn't talked to her for a minute, like, a lot. Cause I mean, whatever, I'm always like really busy with the kids and stuff. So I, but I talk to her every day, but so, but my sister was like, you know, I was going to see her that day. My sister was just like giving me a heads up of like, look, she's kind of down. She's not feeling real great. Just like, you know, be forewarned. So I brought gummies and I was like, look, let me just, let me just talk to her, you know, be there, whatever. And then I'm just like, look here, listen. You're older. You're you're relaxing at night. Like here, I'm gonna give you a gummy. I'm gonna have to cut it in half. Nothing's gonna happen. It'll might relax you, or you might fall asleep. So she did it, and she was like, "Oh, I didn't feel anything, but I slept really good." And I'm like, "Well, that's great." So um, and then de- it did something. Yeah. So depending on how you want to do it, you could try to do another half. And then uh, you can try to do a whole if you want, and then see, and then little by little. So she's like, "Oh, but are you gonna get addicted? Is that gonna and I'm like, "No, you're not. Just you she know." She
1: asks, "Is she gonna get addicted?" Yeah, like
0: she's kind of like, whatever, you know. She's still kind of like, uh, yeah, whatever. And <laughs> oh, I'm just kind of like, Listen. And years and
1: years of brainwash,
0: exactly right. And I'm just like, dude, chill, just chill out, watch your Netflix, your novellas take your gummy and just you know because she's anxious she's very anxious and she's older and she's like so worried because she's not as capable as she used to be and i completely understand like i i get it but like also so let's so like let's let's relax you a little bit like you don't need to be so anxious about stuff we're trying to help you we're here for you i know that there's it's inevitable these feelings but like
1: Do you think she'll eat the other half?
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I told you you she's going
1: to ask you for another one.
0: Yeah. She talks a lot of shit, but she's curious. Right. Because it's like, well, if she's an amazing, if my daughter's an amazing person (laughs) and she, you know, she knows about this and she wants me to. I just want her to chill a little bit. Yeah. There's like sometimes there's things that are like out of our control and we wish that it could be different, but like, I mean, and it's hard to break your mind out of there. But like, fucking chill. Like, there's just we're doing the best we can, right? Mm-hmm. So,
1: ah, <sighs> so you know, I went did a last minute trip to Disney. I, I was just like,
0: everybody was jelly, super jelly. Looking yeah, at the and stories I was doing I well was, with
1: so, stories at first, and then like. I had to stop because I finally made the shrooms happen there. Oh yeah, and that's just, when you I, were. It like, was ended too that? much. Yeah, it was too <laughs> much looking. And you know, when you look at the phone on on shrooms, it's different. Yeah, yeah, everything's different. So like, mm-hmm. I just I didn't want to be looking at a phone. I wanted right. to be enjoying. Yeah, enjoying it.
0: And you had already passed it, posted enough. It's so funny, like. I won't notice that you posted something unless somebody responds to it. And then yeah. I'll see the story and I go,
1: oh, shit, this bitch went to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I hit up a uh, pie mom, Diane. I was like, hey, there's an extra room if you want to come. Nice. I, was like, oh, I can't afford it right now. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't either. I'm lucky I have a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm juicing this pass for all it's worth. Yeah, I ended up renewing it. I'm such a <sighs> Disney whore. That you are. It's, it's just my, you know, it's my therapy. It's fun. But yeah, the shrooms I ended up eating, I made these capsules of 0.3 each from the shrooms that we got from our trip mm-hmm. uh, and I ate five of them. So it was 1.5 total that I ate and it was great.
0: Oh, yeah, nice. It
1: was fun. It's nice to kind
0: of like do a little by a little by little to find out where that happy place is yeah. where you're just, you know,
1: I took three and then I took two more because I was like not feeling it enough. I took two more and then boom, mm-hmm. right on like right before we went on Ratatouille, I started feeling it and we did Ratatouille and then we started walking around. I was a Figment on it, soaring. I couldn't stop cracking up on soaring. Yeah. I, will, I laugh at Figment just because of
0: it's, it's how terrible it is. Like the screen's broken on one TV, the color's off, like that, they really need to, to tweak that right. For real. But yeah. It was good fun. Looking I've forward of taking those to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I've I've actually microdosed a little bit with those, and it's been good. I haven't really had.
1: um And how much are you taking when you're microdosing?
0: I'm taking point five, right? Is it point five point or no? What is it? The point? I don't even remember. In the,
1: gotta, in the capsule. The capsule. It was like point
0: three five. Yeah. So um, and I've been okay. Plus. Finally have.
1: Finally came up.
0: <laughs> Hey guys. Here we are.
1: News everyone's favorite cannabis duo where we get high and just read you the, the latest weed news. news <laughs> Were you going off script? I started reading. I can't. It. I, I wasn't reading it exactly. <laughs> I was just looking at his reference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our first story is: first dispensary licenses in New York to go or go to those with pot convictions. <laughs> New York revealed on Thursday that at least 100 of the state's initial licenses will go to applicants who have prior cannabis convictions.
0: Cannabis regulators in New York revealed that at least 100 of the state's first licenses for adult-use cannabis retailers will go to applicants with past pot-related convictions. The policy was announced on Thursday by New York Governor Kathy Hochul would also apply to applicants with family members convicted of cannabis-related offenses.
1: Chris Alexander, the Executive Director of the New York Office of Cannabis Management, told the New York Times that by concentrating on those who otherwise would have been left behind, the state is in a a position to do something that has not been done before. He said that he expects between 100 and 200 of the first recreational dispensary licenses will be issued to applicants with convictions for cannabis-related offenses or to those with a parent, guardian, child, spouse, or dependent with such a conviction. These justice-involved individuals will be eligible for four-year conditional retail licenses to sell cannabis in the adult-use market, explained Michelle Bodean, co-chair of the hemp and cannabinoids department of the law firm Vicente Sederberg.
0: Creating an initial licensing round that prioritizes these individuals is intended to give them a first-mover advantage that helps them capitalize on what is expected to become one of the largest legal cannabis markets in the world. It's critical that those individuals and communities most heavily impacted by cannabis prohibition be given an opportunity to, par- to participate in this new industry. Under the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act, the landmark recreational cannabis legalization bill passed in New York last year. Half of the state's cannabis licenses for retailers, cultivators, processors, and other businesses were reserved for women, minorities, distressed farmers, veterans, and individuals who have lived in communities disproportionately impacted by the failed war on drugs. Alexander said that giving social equity applicants a head start over more well-funded applicants will give them a chance to succeed in a competitive market. I could press a green button right now and have 40 dispensaries online, said Alexander referring to the state's existing medical cannabis retailers. But instead, we've decided that folks who have been most impacted actually have the space and the real runway to participate in a meaningful way. Which, by the way, like, bless you, you're right there.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm allergic to something. All of a sudden, I'm having a sneezing fit. Yeah, I
0: don't know. For real, it was kind of from one second to the next. Yeah. But this is great because not only are they giving people a chance who were affected by this, but they're also giving people who like know how the fuck, what the fuck to do. You know?
1: Yeah, because they have experience in the legacy market. Yeah. So two hundred million social equity fund in New York. New York policymakers' decision to reserve recreational cannabis retail licenses for those with pot convictions is not the first step they have taken to foster an equitable cannabis industry in the state. In January, Hochul set aside $200 million in the state budget to create a fund to help social equity applicants meet some of the costs of starting a business. New York's legalized cannabis industry is in development, with the state expecting to issue licenses for adult recreational use the governor's office wrote in a handbook detailing her budget proposals. But the rise of what it estimated to be at $4.2 billion industry must create opportunities for all New Yorkers, particularly those from historically marginalized communities. The fund is designed to help social equity applicants locate, rent, and renovate commercial properties for the development into recreational cannabis dispensaries, Uh, George Montreal, CEO of Bespoke Financial, told High Times that the fund and this week's announcement that initial retail licenses will be reserved for those with cannabis convictions levels the playing field. He contrasted New York's plan with California, where social equity provisions have so far failed to make significant progress in creating a diverse cannabis industry.
0: In California's social equity program, we often see licenses awarded to those negatively affected by the war on drugs, but then they're set up for failure by being granted a license but not equipped with the capital to compete with their well funded competitors. Manchero said. This New York social equity program is a great example of the learnings from previous states' shortcomings to continue to improve the effectiveness of empowering these entrepreneurs. The decision by New York regulators to set aside recreational retail licenses for social equity applicants was applauded by cannabis activists and representatives of the legal cannabis industry. Cassandra Frederick, the executive director of the Drug Policy Alliance, said that New York is taking a big swing with the initiative. We don't know what's going to work, she said, but the thing that New York is showing here is that they're willing to try and they're willing to do things differently. This is a real try towards achieving equity.
1: Matt Hawkins, managing partner and founder of cannabis private equity firm Entourage Effect Capital, characterized the policy as a step in the right direction to help legitimize the cannabis industry. New York is creating professional opportunities for people who have previous marijuana convictions and were impacted by the war on drugs, Hawkins told High Times in an email. It is encouraging for the state to take a strong stance on this. And that's, you know what?
0: I think it's so smart. That's to great. See at the least things. they're doing it the right
1: way. Yeah, they're taking
0: the, the things. They they looked at how it is in some places and they've improved it. And I feel like, duh, that's, everybody should be doing that. Everybody should kind of be co- copying and doing the things that make the most sense like that.
1: Yep. So our next story... <sighs> Crazy. This
0: was, con- we haven't even really mentioned it because everybody's kind of mentioning it,
1: but I've been
0: wanting to talk about it.
1: So it says, um, what happened is Russia arrests WNBA star Brittany Griner for cannabis. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been arrested in Russia for possessing cannabis vape cartridges amidst the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Russia announced on Saturday that WNBA player Brittany Griner has been arrested for possession of the vape cartridges, an offense that could be subject to. They could subject the all-star athlete to prison, sentence of up to 10 years. <sighs> in a Russian prison? I yeah, can't imagine what I that's know. like. I know.
0: I would, yeah.
1: Grinder's arrest comes in the midst of the war between Russia and Ukraine, which began uh, on February 24th. The Russian, the Russian Customs Service said on Saturday that a women's basketball player from the United States had been detained after the cannabis vape cartridges were discovered in her luggage at the Shuramita Evo Airport near Moscow. Although Griner was not identified by name and the date of the arrest was not specified, the Customs Service also released a video that appears to depict Griner making her way through an airport security checkpoint. The Russian news agency.
0: T-A-S-S then reported that the arrested player was Griner, who plays for the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury. Although the date of Greiner's arrest was not announced, media outlets reported that she has been in custody since February. Lindsay Kagawa, Colas Greiner's agent, appeared to confirm reports of the arrest in a statement on Saturday. We're aware of the situation with Brittany Greiner in Russia and we're in close contact with her, her legal representation in Russia, her family, her teams, and the WNBA and NBA. Colas said... As this is an ongoing legal matter, we're not able to comment further on the specifics of her case, but can confirm that as we work to get her home, her mental and physical health remain our primary concern.
1: Oh my goodness. This is a nightmare for vape cartridges. Yeah. Is she in a Russian prison right now? I know. This is crazy. Is she still there? WNBA star player. Grinder is a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Played on the Mercury's League Championship team in 2014 and has been chosen as a league all-star seven times. She was in Russia to play the winter basketball season. A practice common with many WNBA players. She has played in Russia for the last seven seasons, earning more than one million per year, about four times her annual salary with the WNBA. Wow. Maybe she's brought it before, never had issues, but because the war is happening and all this stuff is happening, it just like I mean I don't
0: know. I would just be so. I was saying earlier to you, I would be so nervous to like. Like okay, within the states, it's illegal anyways. Yeah, to travel. I've with, I, we've talked about we've we've done it sometimes by accident. We know people who've done it. Like we don't recommend that you do it. But I feel like international too. You're constantly I've being checked. Risk. I I don't. I would shit my pants. I really wouldn't take super duper. Yeah, I don't know. That's really so, risky. So
1: on January 29th, she played her most recent game with her team WMMC. Becca Turinberg, before the Russian League took a two-week break for the FIBA World Cup qualifying tournaments. Brittany Griner has the WNBA's full support, and our main priority is her swift and safe return to the United States, the league said in a statement on Saturday.
0: More than a dozen WNBA players, including league MVP Jonquel Jones and two players from the league champion Chicago Sky, Courtney Vandersloot and Allie Quigley, we're in Ukraine and Russia to play basketball this winter. The WNBA said on Saturday that all players except Griner had left the two warring com- uh, countries. The Players Union also issued a statement of support on Monday. We're aware of the situation in Russia concerning one of our members, Brittany Greiner. Our utmost concern is is her safety and well-being, the WNBA PA said. On behalf of the 144, we send our love and support. We will continue closely monitoring and look forward to her return to the U.S. Shh.
1: We have to check to see because this story is a little old. She hasn't. I haven't seen that she's been returned. Yeah, I
0: haven't seen that she's been returned. I see a lot of people posting about this story. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. But I haven't seen anything about there being a, res- a resolution or something. Oh my
1: goodness. So this is happening, like I mentioned, in the middle of the war. Griner's yeah. arrest comes in the midst of the Russia's invasion of Ukraine, potentially entwining her in an ongoing diplomatic row between the United States and Russia. <gasps> Do you think they can hold her as like, like, I don't know. Don't get involved. You know we have your people here. Maybe. On Saturday, the same day that uh news of Griner's arrest made headlines, the US State Department issued a travel advisory warning Americans not to travel to Russia, citing that the potential for harassment against US citizens by Russian government security officials and the embassy's limited ability to assist Americans in the country.
0: News of Greiner's arrest drew swift rebuke from U.S. officials. Democratic Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, who represents Greiner's hometown of Houston in the U.S. U.S. House of Representatives, issued a statement over the weekend calling for her release. We know that there were some issues dealing with her with vape cartridges and other items. But let me be very clear, she said at public event. Brittany Greiner is a U.S. States United States citizen. She was a guest in Russia and I will be demanding her release. Texas, Texas Democratic Representative Joaquin Castro took to social media to demand her release.
1: This follows a pattern of Russia wrongly detaining and imprisoning U.S. citizens, including Trevor Reed. Castro wrote on Twitter, U.S. citizens are not political pawns. Brittany, Trevor and other Americans must be safely returned, he added, referring to Griner and a former U.S. Marine who was sentenced in 2020 to nine years in prison for assaulting two police officers. His family claims the charges are untrue and politically motivated.
0: Michael A. McFowell, former U.S. ambassador to Russia, warned any Americans remaining in Russia to leave the country immediately. I obviously don't know the circumstances of her detention, but Greiner's arrest should serve as a wake-up call to all Americans in Russia. McFowell told the New York Times, get out, shut down your businesses now.
1: Well, we know everybody's been leaving Russia. Like yeah. all, business, all business people have been leaving Russia and not doing business there. Their economy is a complete free fall right now.
0: Yeah, and, and, and even like well, pro- Russian products, we've stopped like selling they Russian even, products. Yeah,
1: the Russian products are being sold. Um, uh, I even saw that in the Disney World, they took the Russia flavored soda out of the Cool Club.
0: In the Coca-Cola area? Yeah, you
1: know how you could dry the yeah. different... Yeah,
0: are you serious? They
1: took the Russia-flavored one out. Ew. Yeah, they're just like... Canceled. Cutting everything out. I we're not getting oil from there anymore, so gas prices are going to go even higher. <sighs> I mean, they need to do that.
0: Well, if we're not loving the gas prices,
1: <laughs> at least...
2: I love you, Miami! Yeah!
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> so Cannabis Companies expand Florida footprint continuously increasing patient counts. Marijuana use as an all-time high in Florida.
0: Yeah. It's just going to get <laughs>
1: higher and higher. It's just going to keep growing, oh, really. When it comes to the use as medicine as the number of patients keeps rising counting 688,672 as of the Office of Medical Marijuana Uses OMMU most recent report on March 4th. Because of this, com- because of this, companies are quick to open more dispensaries across the region. Sanctuary Medicinals recently opened its sixth dispensary in Florida, this time in Dunedin.
0: Dunedin. Du- Dunedin? Dunedin, yeah. Dunedin?
1: <laughs> yeah. It looks like Dunedin to me.
0: <laughs> Dunedin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's even more to come, too. That's what the director of Operation Nick Satmary tells Spectrum News 13.
0: At an unspecified central Florida location, he watches as workers carefully grow, care for, and process the plants that will become medicine for his many clients. It's all under strict lock and key, sat Mary says there's still much cannabis regulation in his company must adhere to in order to do business in the state. I've had people cry to me about how much our product has helped. He remarks on why he feels it's all worth even strict regulation. His personal passion for cannabis began some, 12, began some 12 years ago. My grandmother was terminally ill with cancer, Sam Mary recalls, and my mother asked me who was totally against cannabis. She asked me if I could get her some cannabis brownies to help her. It really did help her, he claims. See, mom,
1: moms, yeah. moms, moms, <laughs> grandmoms. So according to the OFMU, there are 407 dispensing locations now open across Florida. Sanctuary Medicinals now accounts for six of them. Another company, Mad Men, accounts for seven. The growing company recently sold its license for a multi-million dollar profit to another budding cannabis provider, which we covered last episode. District Manager Jenny Bowden is proud of the work that's happening. She uses medical marijuana for arthritis pain, insomnia, and more. That's just the tip of the iceberg, Bowden says. When it comes to reasons her customers use the cannabis products, demand is definitely there and product assortment demand is there. So that's really important, she asserts. She stays busy stocking the store shelves. While it
0: it appears the OMMU is growing to keep up with the rising demand and booming business, the latest state budget draft shows just a slight increase in the allocated funds lawmakers are negotiating. This year, the office is listed on the budget conference document as... 4,442,885 Four million four hundred forty-two thousand eight hundred eighty-five cost last year. It received 4th, four four million four hundred forty-two thousand two hundred and thirty-nine. <laughs> it's like, how can I say that? But my math, my mind does not math, so I couldn't do just like, oh, it was just like this much less less. <laughs> that funding set to cover. OMMU information technology, a seed to sale tracking system, terminology upgrades, technology. To technology upgrades, which is also probably from <laughs> terminals, technology upgrades to the medical marijuana use registry and the compliance licensure, licensure,
2: enforcement,
1: <laughs> and regulatory clear, clear. system. It's clear. called clear <laughs> compliance, licensure, enforcement, and regulatory clear. ah clear. All right, keep growing that medical marijuana, Florida. Let's get this show on the road. Make it bigger, make it better. I mean, I am surprised we're not at like a million patients already. What well, I don't
0: even know what the amount of patients they would just said it. Well, because it was, it's like, like, because oh, it was it's, under seven hundred thousand because it's it expensive though. Yeah, like, people, true. I mean, so expensive, and you could you could get good products. Anyways, you know what I mean.
1: Yes. You know. Oh, this next story is a doozy. <laughs> you know what? Everybody's talking about Florida right now. It's one of the things. Everybody's oh, yeah.
0: Talking about. God, yes. And I've had. Oh, yeah.
1: So we're talking about the famous don't say gay bill. So this story is Disney pauses political donations of Florida. CEO Chappic apologizes for silence over don't say gay bill. Uh, on Friday, he said the company is seizing its political donations in Florida due to the state's so-called "don't say gay" bill, and he apologized for the company's previous silence on the issue. You needed to be a stronger we, you needed to be a stronger ally in the fight for equal rights, and I let you down. CEO Bob Chappick wrote in a statement to colleagues and the LGBTQ plus community published on Friday. I am sorry. The statement doubled down on the comments he made supporting the LGBTQ plus community during the company's annual shareholder meeting Wednesday.
0: Chapek and the Walt Disney Company faced pressure this week for not publicly opposing the parental rights and education bill in Florida. This the legislation which was passed earlier this week forbids instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in public schools for kindergarten through third grade. It has been dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill and criticized by some who believe the bill could do harm to already marginalized populations. Disney, which operates four theme parks and dozens of hotels in Orlando, Florida, was targeted by activists after it was discovered that the company provided financial support for some
1: of the bill's backers in the state legislature. The the company reportedly donated... When they say the company, Disney. (laughs) Reportedly donated... Around 300,000 to these backers over the last two years, according to a report from Popular Information, an online news site that tracks and reports corporate political contributions. Chapik said the company is reviewing its approach to advocacy and will donate $5 million to organizations, including the Human Rights Campaign, that work to protect LGBTQ plus rights. I missed the mark in this case, but I am an ally you can count on, and I will be an outspoken champion for the protections, visibility, and opportunity deserved," Chapik said.
0: A lot of gay people work for Disney. Like if they were, if Disney was not doing anything for the gay community, they would have nothing. Because the, uh, I mean, come on, you know. Hundred. The entertainment giant has made diversity and inclusion a major part of its corporate policies and storytelling across theme parks, movies, and TV shows. Many felt its silence on the bill was a statement of its own. Our employees see the power of this great company as an opportunity to do good, Chapek said. I agree, yes, we need to use our influence to promote that good by telling inclusive stories, but also by standing up for the rights of all. Chapek told shareholders Wednesday that he contacted Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and sought to meet with him to discuss the bill. DeSantis' office confirmed that Chapek had called but said no meeting had been scheduled yet, according to a statement provided by CNBC.
1: DeSantis, a Republican, also doubled down. Speaking to supporters in Boca Raton on Thursday, DeSantis said there was a zero chance he was going to reverse his position on the bill, according to a video obtained by Fox News. You have companies like at Disney that are going to say and criticize parents' rights. They're going to criticize the fact that we don't want tra- transgenderism in kindergarten in first grade classrooms, he said. If that's the hill they're going to die on, then how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? Because that's what they do. And they make a fortune and they don't say a word about the really brutal practices that you see over there at the hands of the CCP. And so in Florida, our policies got to be based on the best interests of Florida citizens, not on the musing of woke corporations, he added. Woke corporations.
0: The census comments about Disney's relationship with the Communist Party of China has been a common criticism of the entertainment company in the last week. Disney was one of several studios to suspend theatrical releases in Russia over the country's invasion of Ukraine, but has not, uh, but has not made similar overtures in China for the treatment of Uyghurs and in the Xinjiang province who are facing human rights abuses. In 2020, Disney thanked government entities in Xinjiang in the credits for its live action adaptation of Mulan, which was uh, partially filmed in the province. <sighs> yeah, I know. There's a lot to unpack there.
1: <laughs> I, I, I do feel like Disney was late to the game on announcing something. And it's extremely disappointing to hear that they donated like over $300,000 towards backers of yeah. this bill. Because I don't, they, they, they donate to both sides. They donate to Democrats, they donate to yeah. Republicans. Like I think they also probably donate um, so many different
0: things going that they can, they don't pay attention to some things either. Or, I would
1: think a big company like that would pay attention to every dollar uh, that it's sending into, I don't know. I, I'm just like, there's so many things. I know, there's a lot
0: about all of that. Yeah. And. I don't like that they can't go to the like the teacher if the kid confides in the teacher and then the teacher has to blow the kid's cover. Like I feel like there's if the kid can't confide in their own parents, like there's already that's already the argument
1: is that this is only for kindergarten to third grade. (laughs) It only applies from kindergarten to third grade, so they're trying to say that at that young, yeah, there should it shouldn't even be a conversation or anything. But you're going to have kids that young in that classroom that have gay parents. I know they have trans parents. I know. That, hey, if you're drawing a picture of your family in class that day, their picture is going to look different from others, and other kids are going to have questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And wh- what, I mean, I understand the parents want to kind of control the narrative around things when their kids are that young. I know. But there's no reason to not normalize it. There's freaking gay people, trans people in this world, and that's just how it is. Yeah. And they see it as, like, they're grooming kids. You're not going to groom a kid into being gay or trans.
0: Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do feel like some converse, a lot of conversations should be held by parents at home. Um, I, I don't think that, uh, I think that the teachers should be involved, but I also don't think that we should rest so much on the teacher's hands. I feel like also teachers should be able to be, to redirect children to their parents. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, also... What is a parent comfortable with you talking to your kid about that's not within the um, curriculum, within the curriculum? Like, you know, I mean, it's a it's it's so hard because you can't you can't it's not a specific thing. Like there's so many
1: different scenarios I just and don't I understand feel like there's the no point th- of making a law like this. I just it's I know all I feel like it's calling attention to it's it for no politics. reason. It's I don't know. It's just a freaking game for him to get popularity with his base. There's no. He is point kind of like inflammatory.
0: This. Like he does sometimes. He does and says things that are like are serious. It's just you have another to? thing you to try to get to? teachers
1: on. You know, like
0: I know a teacher. I feel just so terrible. Teachers usually have to fucking put up with so much shit, what and is, then what? it's like oh it's just such a such a pressure it's such a huge responsibility and they don't even get paid what they should be getting paid yeah to be what the whole school shootings thing i mean it's not fucking lo- fully loaded the pandemic when the uh, it's a lot of moving parts and these poor teachers are just trying to like
1: and i don't understand like yeah okay they they worked with china i mean so like everybody's worked with fucking China yeah, like all of Trump's yeah, I don't know why he Like everybody's again, merch is from saying, China like but he, like he has, I don't think the Chinese words. are very cool with the LGBTQ+ plus community. Probably don't have the best, you know, like that I, I just don't see the correlation. Yeah, he's just, you know, I don't know. But kids are protesting, doing walkouts. They're doing the what they can, but he's still going to sign it it passed both. So, yeah.
0: Well, we are, we're happy to introduce a friend in the uh, local cannabis community. We're going to be talking to Cannabis, uh, Cannabis Joe. She's a cannabis consultant and coach. Uh, she owns and runs Cannabis Joe Consulting. And we also had, an
2: empath. And we,
0: I know we, we had an interesting conversation with her we hope you guys enjoy
2: Wow, that was like nerve-wracking because that was the first time I ever told my story as well. So, like to the cannabis community, like I started in the cannabis space in um, 2017, but it took me almost two years to like get out and be like at events and do stuff. Um, just because I was focused so much on like the patient advocacy and. Educating patients and um, visiting doctors' offices—like I was so wrapped in consulting, I didn't think ever to take pictures or attend events or anything. Yeah,
0: it could be a little overwhelming, and then when you add all that into the mix, it's a lot. But um,
1: but we put yourself out there is not easy. Yeah, that's a, a big thing to do.
2: Yeah, it is, and it's hard too. It's hard to find trustworthy people as well like that you can align with and trust and go to and work with and it's hard to find that too I have a hard time with that because I have a hard time with trusting people to begin with
0: so tell us a little bit about um so you do uh coaching you do cannabis coaching
2: yes I do cannabis coaching with patients one-on-one um, I do seminars with doctors. I do events with doctors. Um, I go to offices that are brand new and educate them and show them how to use uh, use the registry, how to put in the script for the patients like I know the registry forward and backward because um, that's what I do. So teaching them how to come up with the formula as well to put in the right amount of milligrams for the patients because a lot of doctors don't understand that ratio. Um, you know, when you're converting regular meds to cannabis, it's really no comparison. It's totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I'm understanding like a 600 milligram bottle is not the same as prescribing, you know, 500 milligrams of ibuprofen or antibiotics, you know, it's, it's just completely different. So, Educating doctors that are not really familiar that I signed up for it and, and taking the patients on their first dispensary run if they need help with that. Um, teaching the caregivers, too, because if there's caregivers involved, you have to educate the caregivers on how to do dosing. Different regimens that you can do with the patients. Um, I create full regimens like from the beginning of the day to the end of the day with the patient and go over like what they eat, hobbies, everything like that and incorporate cannabis in
0: it. And um, we were also reading through your bio and uh, something kind of uh, stood out to us and we, we, we definitely intrigued and want to know more. We understand that you're an empath and, and you're a, you, you put clear audience, clear sentience. So we started looking a little bit into that. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah. So Um, My grandmother, my great-grandmother, my mom, they all had these gifts as well. And some of my children do too. Um, When you're an empath, and I think everybody has that, you just have to tap into it. Um, You know, open up your crown chakras, um, open up your third eye to be able to understand. Um, When you're an empath, um, you can feel, like I can feel everybody's emotions and feelings I can carry somebody's energy with me, whether if it's through a text or a phone call or my spirit guides will put somebody in my path to talk to for the day or um, people that I haven't talked to in a while. Sometimes I'll have visions about them and God will show me something and tell me, you know, like you need to get in touch with this person and tell them that this is what's happening and this is what's going on and this is what's going to happen Um, and then sometimes I haven't even talked to the person for one or two years. So that can be kind of weird to have a dream with somebody and call them and be like, Hey, um, something was shown to me in this vision and this dream. And I have to share it with you. I have to tell you what's going on. So it's kind of like feeling and hearing and seeing, um, things that people are not used to seeing and hearing and feeling. So it's kind of weird and it's hard to explain it because some people, if you get in depth about it, then they're like, whoa, this is like really intense. She's crazy. She's talking about spirits and spirits talking to her and her seeing them and shit like that. So um, it's a very unique gift to have, but sometimes it can be very overwhelming um, because I can literally feel people's pain if I don't know how to block it out. I can feel somebody's pain yeah, and I was anguish gonna, and depression.
0: I was going to ask you how, because that's, <laughs> that's, I, 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 that's something that I'm really intrigued by because I feel like, yeah, sometimes you can absorb other people's, you know, feelings. And that can be, that could be very overwhelming, especially when Jane. you have your own things you have to work through. How can, how do you, what, how, how can you control that? Or what can you do to kind of like, you know, Separate that. Don't. No. Yeah. Right. Like separate yourself from it. Like, uh, like recognize it, but also separate yourself from it.
2: Um, you have to know when to open and close your chakras so that you don't take in uh, extra things that don't belong there. Um, and also a lot of meditation, a lot of prayer. Um, if you stay connected, like I can pray at that moment if I'm feeling something very heavy. I simply remove myself from the situation if it gets to that point. And that's why I don't go to a lot of events.
1: (laughs) I feel like it's very
2: rare that you'll see me at an event and people are always DMing me. Are you, am I going to see you at this event? Am I going to? Yeah, we're going to ask how come you didn't come to see us? (laughs) Right. We're like, oh, she's like, man, she's in She was like a
0: few minutes away from us.
2: She (laughs) saw us post that we were going to be there. Why? Why wasn't she there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of hard because um, it, it is hard to separate yourself. Sometimes I do get overwhelmed, even when my partner, like if he's down, I can already feel it before he even tells me and I'm like, oh, what's wrong? What's going on? Like I can feel that you're a little heavy or you're anxious or you're feeling down. So it' <laughs>
1: be hard. even him with too. my
2: kids, I feel that. so it's um it's hard to process sometimes. It's hard. Sometimes I'll take social media breaks and I'll just get off of everything because I feel like very overwhelmed by a lot of emotions. Yeah,
0: for sure. I can, I I <laughs> and, hear that.
2: Oh, uh, and it's from people like venting and sharing things. So I have to. I take all that in and I share my light as much as I can. You have to protect um, but then, like, it though. If Yeah, if you share something with me that's a little heavy, then I I feel down and I'm thinking about you for days. I'll text you every day, like, are you okay? Mm. I can feel that you're down. I can feel that you're, like, I can feel all those emotions that that person's going through. And then I just have to release it. Like, you have to, at the end of the day, meditate and kind of say, okay, I release this energy. (sighs) This is not my energy. This is not my energy. I release this energy. Because if not, it'll take over you and you will be depressed and you will be sad and you mm-hmm. and and you'll just be carrying those emotions that don't even belong to you. Yeah. And
0: yeah.
1: how does how does a person open their chakras? How does like is it all about meditation and like diet? It's and all stuff about like
2: meditation. That? Yeah. It's all about meditation. I have to send you ladies some meditations. I'll I'll give I you want my to number to learn and how then... to meditate
1: so bad. It's hard yeah. for me. I've tried to do like those videos or like things you listen to and just lay in bed in the dark and close my eyes. And I have trouble like trying to just disconnect and just focus on that. I, I, I big trouble trying to do that.
2: Yeah. It's hard. It's not
1: easy. I've
0: been, I've actually, it's funny that you say that I've been trying to do it more often because I feel like, yes, like I feel like I need to calm my chaotic brain as much as possible. So I've started to see like seek outside things That can help me kind of like to build my toolbox because I haven't I don't really have a toolbox yet. I'm still working on it. But like, yeah, I actually did. I did one of those and I did it before I went to bed. Right. Because like I'm really tired. I don't want to invest my energy in like a program or something. So what I did is, is I locked myself in with my headphones. I found one um pertaining to like goals right like visual, visualizing a goal so that you can kind of manifest it right cuz we talk a lot about manifesting mm-hmm. and we've done a lot of manifesting whether it's it hasn't been very specific but just us bringing it up in conversation on the podcast things have happened and we've manifested them
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: we have so I did that before bed. And I think maybe if you do that, like, you know, after you're done watching your videos, look for something
1: before bed. And I was trying to like to write now, like, do you have any recommendations for somebody that wants to start trying to meditate?
2: Um, What I started with was uh, Donna Cruz um, guided meditations. And I still use a lot of her guided meditations and I use them with my kids. I do it with my children all the time. Even if it's on the way to school, like in the car, I'll do 10 minutes of an anxiety meditation just to like kind of calm the mind. Guided meditation is the best for beginners. Because if you go to the meditation that's just like the sounds, like the singing bowls and different instruments and things like that, um, it's going to be hard for you to know how to quiet your mind if you're busy throughout the whole day. You know, you have a thousand thoughts at nighttime, you know but meditation helps you to release all of that. So, so that you can fall asleep. I cannot fall asleep if I do not do meditation. Like that's what helps calm me too. Cause my mind is racing all the time. Um, and having CPTSD and anxiety doesn't help. It's hard to calm yourself and stay asleep. Um, so meditation, the guided, Um, I'm definitely going to send you ladies some, so you can see what I'm saying.
1: And doing it with your kids. That is so great. Giving them those tools so young. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that is
0: great. That's a great idea. That's really good. Um, Also, I wanted to talk to you about, because it's something very specific and I feel a lot of times, like we want to talk about um, the cannabis space when it comes to being African-American in the cannabis space. But Mm -hmm. since we're not qualified to speak of that experience, because we have none of that experience Usually, and, and and this is the thing, too, is I don't like to put people on the spot either because yeah. it's not your job to guide us through the experience. But we would like to ask you what you'd like to share with us um, as far as being Afro-Latina in the cannabis space.
2: I'm so glad that you asked that. <laughs> I'm going to share my personal experience um, and I will say that it is very hard for an Afro-Latina um, to be in the cannabis space. It's an automatic, like disqualification when you're melanated for many people. Um, a lot of times people feel threatened. So it's very hard. Like if you notice that a lot of dispensaries too, seeing it's somebody in a management position, like general manager um, them being Afro-Latino or being a person of color is very rare. I'm not going to say that there aren't any, but it's very rare. And I started in the cannabis industry actually at a dispensary. And that's exactly what happened to me. And that's exactly why I left. Um, I went in there with 16 years of medical knowledge um, already. It took me months to get into the dispensary, um, months. And it was me like emailing, like before they even opened, I was emailing them. Like I have all this medical knowledge. I would love to come into the cannabis space and I don't know anything about cannabis, but I want to learn. I know this is healing and I want to be a part of this. Um, It took me a lot of emails to even get in through the door. Once I was there, I was underpaid. I was paid less, a dollar less from other people. And I didn't find that out until I think two or three days before I left. Um, I had one lady that was a manager above me and she took me under her wing. I started doing um, consulting at the doctor's offices or the dispensary. So I fell in love with the educating part and just going all to all the different doctor's offices, sitting there for a day. And that's how I came into the consulting was through the dispensary and doing it through there. Um, the lady above me never got promoted, never got promoted. It was given to somebody that was white, the position that had absolutely no experience. And the lady that was managing me was there from the very beginning. She also had a lot of medical knowledge background. Everybody, every office in central Florida, like every office knew who she was and she was never promoted. And so she left, I think like two days before I did. Um, And I was told when I applied to take a position, like to just be doing outreach that I had to prove myself and I was already there for a year and a half was already doing the work with no pay. Like I was working six, seven days a week, sometimes working at the dispensary and doing outreach and showing up at the events um, all by myself, setting up speaking in front of people and doing all this stuff all alone. And I was told I had to prove myself when I had already been doing the position and I was not getting paid for it. hmm I was not getting paid for it. I wasn't reimbursed mileage. I was not getting paid for doing the outreach and traveling everywhere and, and doing all this shit. Um, When I kept asking, I kept asking like, Hey, when am I going to get the promotion? I've been doing it for this long. I absolutely love it. I created a whole relationship with the doctors and everything like that. I even got a contract with the dispensary directly with the hotel for them to only send their hotel employees to the dispensary. Um, so that was like a really big contract until this day, they still have that contract. I was never given a thank you for getting that contract for the, for the business, um, which was a huge thing. Cause till this day, I'm telling you, they, they have all of the Omni Rosen hotel employees coming there. And it was because of the connection that I had with the hotel. Um, so then I was like, you know what? I'm not being acknowledged or recognized or applauded or thank you'd for what I'm doing. And- or even paid what you're yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, uh, you were
0: like, taking advantage. They were taking advantage exploiting. of you. Yeah. And I was getting
2: paid a dollar less. Exactly. And I was showing up. I was doing all this shit. And then I saw other people coming in late all the time, calling out sick, Mm-mm. coming in drunk to work, you know, like shit like that. And I was like, wow, like. I'm doing all this work. There were patients that they would drive an hour to come and see me at the dispensary. They would call the dispensary to see if I was there. Like I was the one that would take 40 minutes or an hour with the patient. I didn't care about seeing more patients than everybody else because that's what I didn't like about it at the end. It was all about numbers and money. It's not really about patient care. And I can honestly say that I, I don't know if it's like that at all the dispensaries, but from what I heard, it's like that. I mean, they're corporations, they're
1: businesses.
2: you, You have to meet a quota. You have to meet a quota with the numbers. And I was not, I was the person that was educating them how to use the pen, how to open the sublingual drops, what hybrids were, sativas, indicas. I was taking my time and explaining to the patient, you know, and telling them, hey, cannabis is not the only thing. You have to do other things and incorporate other things. If you're thinking this is the all cure thing, it's not like it's not. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I left because, you know, I felt like it was, um, it was totally unfair until this day, like even doing events and trying to get sponsors and doing all of that, like, <laughs> man, I was shocked even by the back to school bash that I did, how many people did not want to sponsor that. And I was like, okay, so you only want to sponsor things that have to do with getting high, but you don't want to sponsor women empowerment events. You don't want to sponsor yoga events and meditation. You want to sponsor events where you're getting high. It's not even focusing on patient um, education and helping heal these patients. Like these, pa- a lot of these patients don't know what they're doing. Our job is to break the stigma, not be a part of it. Right.
0: Right. But I, too, a lot of these people are also they're in it for the wrong reason and they're and they're money hungry I feel like a lot of people too you got to be really careful because a lot of these companies man I don't know I I I, they get so big and they get so money hungry and so many people are involved it's just their their
2: their focus isn't even what it's supposed to be on anymore right like it's just crazy it's not and you've been in the cannabis space for a long time too so you know what I'm saying. It's. The, the same patient advocacy that was there in 2017 is not here now. It's not. And it's, and it's kind of sad because a lot of the posts that people post and, and share, I, I always tell people, share your why. Like the videos are fine because I do them too. But make sure you're sharing why you're using cannabis. Right. Make sure you're sharing the terpene profile, like how you're doing it. Like this is medicine to me it's not a joke. I'm not doing it for fun. Right. Like, so let's treat it with the respect that it deserves. It's a medical plant. Let's treat it with that respect and not be a part of the stigma and promote all these dispensaries and all this products without sharing your why and without sharing why cannabis is healing to you. Like that's the main reason why we should be doing these videos and these posts
1: and what's your um, why? Why are you using cannabis? How does it help you?
2: Oh, man. Cannabis is extremely healing for me. I wouldn't be the parent that I am today if it wasn't for cannabis. I have yeah. four kids. My oldest is 20. I have an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 6-year-old. My 9-year-old has ADD, and he has, like, severe anxiety. Um, so I have to deal with that on a constant basis. That's extremely draining by itself. <laughs> Yeah, it's very draining. Um, and just working and managing everyday life, like, and healing my trauma, like I, I was molested at the age of five. Um, and I was molested for years by multiple people in my life. Um, that trauma led to very toxic relationships, abusive relationships. So I'm a domestic uh, violence survivor as well. Um but all of that, it's, you know, it's my business model is root healing with cannabis for a reason. Cause it is root. You got to get to the root. All of my trauma, all of my anxiety, my CPTSD is, I mean, it came from the trauma. So now I'm healing with cannabis and using that to tap into my subconscious and process those things and accept that that's a part of my life and share that with others, how I used cannabis to heal that trauma, So that I could have healthy relationships and I could have healthy friendships and so that I could learn how to trust and so that I could learn how to process and live and be present for my kids every single day. Like I am always with my kids every other weekend when they go with their dad, that's like my time. But I need that time to recharge and to set myself aside and kind of like get my thoughts together and get ready for the week again. Yeah. But it's helped me to be, definitely be present and to tap into my um, my gifts so that I can help heal others as well.
1: And what's your regimen like? What what's your preferred like c- way to consume and like certain strains or terpene profiles? Like you were saying, that, that help you.
2: Um, I do a lot more CBD than THC. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do too much THC, it's it's not really good for me. I get more anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll enhance, you know, certain emotions and certain feelings that don't really belong there as well. So I try not to do too much THC. I smoke flour, like maybe two to three days out of the week. Um, And do you stick to like low
1: THC flowers? like they might have like a ratio of CBD in it?
2: Yeah, I like to do like midnight from Vitacan. It's a one to one. That's a really good one. Um, If I used high THC, like I like White Wedding, um, OG Kush is like one of my favorites, but that's hard to find now because that's like a 50-50. I love hybrids, but I do so much CBD. So I know like with the THC, if I do a little bit, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I don't need any more THC. I don't want to be too head high where I can't focus and can't think and stuff like that. So the CBD interacts with it, counteracts with it, I mean, so I don't get too high when I smoke high THC, if I do.
1: And how do you use CBD? Is it like mostly in tinctures?
2: Tinctures, definitely. That's my, like my only way that I consume CBD. I feel like it's the best way to do it. And, I uh, take like two to three full tinctures a day. I don't
0: like, like smoking CBD. You mean like those,
1: I don't know. those
2: um, drops? I don't know the like tinctures too. Exactly. The yeah. A full dropper. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And what, just put it under your tongue.
1: What CBD, like, products do you recommend like
2: that you like using the most um i use cbd from fluent like perla that's a really good one it's like straight cbd um and then right now i've been using a lot of vitacans 20 to 1 20 to 1 ratio cbd so it's like very very little thc it's not even a 1 to 1 it's more cbd than anything else um cuz that helps a lot with inflammation pain cbd does a lot of the work but gets little credit yeah that's what you want to use well, because if, uh, if you have anxiety.
0: I feel like with the CBD, it's, since it's a little bit more, it's not as easy to see the effects. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's yeah. a gradual, it's kind of like using a supplement where it's like a kind of gradual use of it is what's going to bene- benefit you over the yeah, long regular run. But it's not something it that you can really having it in your system. tell, you know? I think that's why people kind of end up not
1: yeah, focusing it's not so a, it's much not on it. Instant, instant like gratification, instant Effect. Yeah, It's are right. That you build up.
2: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Build like a 1, thousand, uh, yeah, that's why a lot of people will use it for a couple of days and be like, hey, I didn't feel anything. And I'm like, I always explain, I'm like, give it seven to 12 days before you start seeing like, a, you, you start noticing because it has to build up in your body, you know. Um, and then you have to use it on a daily basis. Like, you can't use it for two to three days and not use it for two weeks. And then, Pick it back up again cuz then you're not you're not going to receive the benefits you're not going to see the effects it's something that you have to use just like you said like a supplement every day you know like taking your so vitamins straight- yeah 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 i always tell the patients i'm like it's like a beach ball on steroids
1: <laughs> yeah, i need to try to do that i need to try to put some cbd in my regimen like that i, I would do tinctures too i
0: don't i don't really like I, I've Smoking been guilty of CBA. doing
1: that, of using it for a little bit, just a few days and being like, oh,
0: I've been you know. using um,
1: and I'm not good at remembering to do it. You know?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's another
1: thing. <laughs> so you'll forget. I'll remember to go smoke a bowl. That's
2: for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> most people do. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me, it's like very common. It's very common. You hear people saying that, like, "Oh, I forgot to take it," but I feel the difference. Like, I didn't have it for a month and a half, and I felt horrible. Like, I was in constant pain and inflammation. Like, my whole gut is inflamed, and I was like, "Oh, I've been in so much pain." And then when I have the CBD, I feel so much better. Yeah, I've been like the inflammation my mom to do is not it, that to
1: bad. Added to her, she takes so many things because she has rheumatoid arthritis, and then on top of that, she just got a herniated disc in her back. So like she has all this pain and she doesn't like taking the pain drugs because of the way it makes her feel loopy and stuff. I was like, you need to add some CBD into your life. It helps with inflammation, the inflammation around the herniated disc. It should help. (laughs) I
0: don't know if CBD can help a herniated dick, but maybe a herniated disc.
2: I don't know about that, yo. <laughs> I think
0: I think once that's herniated, you're gonna
1: have to uh, put on
2: pause. Yeah. Um, are
1: you doing any events anytime soon?
2: I'm planning on doing one in April. I was gonna do March, but March is like right around the corner. I've been taking a long ass break. April's gonna be full of events. Yeah, mm-hmm. April's gonna be fun. What? Which one which are you anywhere? heading to? I don't know yet. I'm debating. I know that there's one going on in March and I'm like, yeah, Well,
0: um, we're going just so if you're interested, I don't know if you've if, if you've checked it out, but we should be on April thirtieth, we should be in Saint Pete with um the center. The
1: Saint Pete Center. Saint Pete oh, Center. Okay. Um uh, yeah. they're having something yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. in uh over there in Saint Pete on the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. So I mean uh, we'll be there. I told I told Terry. So usually if we find a place or something that we that we could all kinda We'll check in with each other and be like, hey, you want to vend at this event? You know, we're going to be there. And then we, that's how
2: we kind of. Yeah, I know. I haven't hosted an event in a while either. So I haven't really seen anybody. Um, I think, yeah, there's like maybe two women I keep in touch with all the time. And that's about it. I I don't really like hang out like that with anyone. Um, But yeah, hopefully maybe the March one. I'm thinking about it. For sure, okay. let us know. We'll What's be What's the down. March event? I don't know. What is the March? There's event? one. It's local though. It's like in Orlando. Oh, so it's going to be far from. I'll be guys. out of town.
1: It's the nineteenth. Yeah. I remember because I was like, "Oh, that's the day before my birthday." I was thinking about going to Orlando for my birthday, but I changed it to
2: Colorado. I'm going to Colorado. Yeah. Oh, that's better. Yeah, that's because I was just in Orlando. I'm turning forty. Get out of yeah. You can go to Orlando anytime. I I want to see the mountains. Oh man, yeah, that's my goal. I want to go to Colorado this year. I have never been, so I would going hiking. Oh my god, hiking! I
0: feel like. Oh, it's so nice! It I is. really, I, I seeing them. I like it's stepping being outside out nature and seeing and the mountains. Like I know we have the beaches here, like, but the, the air,
1: mountains, the air literally smells better there. Like, I, I, it's so fresh. I was like, this is what air so like really
2: <laughs> <laughs> should smell like all the time.
0: The altitude, it's true. You literally, you're higher. Altitude. You're literally <laughs> higher. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You are, yeah, when you visit somewhere, it's so crazy how that happens. Because even when I went to England two years ago, I was like, wow, everything's different. Like the food, the the, air quality, the the air quality, the water, like everything is so different, you know. And then I'm I'm like, wow, I can see myself living here, but it rains too much. It's too gloomy. That would be depressing. Yeah. Especially coming from a
0: sunny place. I'm
1: thinking about going to where England. Oh. Always wanted to go. I'm a big Beatles fan, so I've always wanted to go (laughs) (laughs) and do the Liverpool, like, and the Beatles tour. And I want to go see Abbey Road. That would be
0: cool. And just be in England.
2: Yeah, I would definitely do it. You have to live in, you know. I don't know. I I just feel like you have to experience like a little bit of everything, and traveling is definitely everybody should do it.
1: Yeah, and it's been on hold for the past two years, so I'm like
2: itching, itching
1: to go out and see the world. (laughs) I'm like, Me too.
2: This year, I was telling my partner that the other day, I was like, "We gotta take a trip. We gotta go out of the state." It's been That's why. Years.
1: Yeah. That's why I ended up doing Colorado. I was like, "I gotta get out of here and like be around nobody and just beauty." <laughs> That's yeah. what I want. I want to see the yeah. stars. Like, really see the stars.
2: That's true. Yeah, and just switch up the environment too. It's I feel like it helps you to recharge and like reset and refresh everything, and then you come back with a different like a healthier mindset, you know, when you can take that mental break from everything.
0: You, and you said you have the weekends that you don't have the kids. Listen, we, as moms, we need some time away from our kids. Like we, like, we, I love my kids, but you love them even more when you get a break from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah. and it's not, it's not like we're a selfish thing to do that. Like, it, I know that it, mom guilt is like a real thing, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I feel so, and I, I feel so much better when I get to feel like me again. Like, I don't have to, you know, be responsible for other lives, two little humans. you know, <laughs> I, and then when I get
1: back, when she you get back, ones.
0: yeah, I have, the, I have two little ones. When I get back, you know, you're oh. like,
2: Oh, I love you so much. I missed you so right. much. You
1: yeah. the whole time you're gone, miss you're you missing them. them but...
2: the
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Because everybody, a normal
1: bathroom this one, every time, <laughs> every time we're away from her kids. Yeah. She's had like, Good to be away, but she's looking on her phone at them going to bed at night, oh, or them yeah. waking up in the morning Aww. on the little camera they have in I their know. room. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't help it, like and it, yeah, I Facetime my kids too. I don't completely disconnect from them. I Facetime right. them oh, course, and yeah. pray with them and yeah yeah i couldn't do that either like completely disconnect disconnecting
0: it's hard it really is hard
2: (laughs) no we call home
1: because
0: even see but that's the thing even when we're out trying to enjoy ourselves we're still thinking about
1: our kids like it's like forever and ever it never stops i mean we were in disney we had major guilt for some moms had major guilt. they had they lied to their kids didn't tell them they were going to disney <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom's going away for a couple days. You
0: know, sometimes you do that to not, to just avoid all my the drama. My son fucking knew where I was going. Drama.
1: I told him, I'm
2: yeah. going to Disney because you guys don't like going.
0: <laughs> well, that's different.
2: My kids would have, oh man, they would have had a, a, I wouldn't be able to tell them if I went with until
0: right. I came back. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so you come back with oh, gifts right. and you're like, here, look what I got you. I got
1: you stuff in here. <laughs>
0: They wouldn't even think so about the forget. part where you left, right? Exactly. They wouldn't even think about the part that you left them, just that you brought them something.
1: Well, we hope the next time we do something up there that you're able to join us. Yeah, we we need to, even if it's
0: low key too, because I feel you on the being around a lot of people. I feel, I feel. Yeah. Uh, I haven't tapped into the empath, but I know that I'm very, very emotional. I wear my emotions on my sleeves and I too can kind of get like, I'm an introvert where like I, 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 when I'm on the stage and I have a microphone, I'm around my people. Like I'm, yeah, I'm in my element, but like at the end of the day, I (laughs) retrieve into my shell and I recharge my batteries so that the next time you see me, which might not be in a long time, but the next time you see me, I'll be ready to party again. You know, it's like a cycle.
2: That's really smart though. I feel like if all of us were to tap in and kind of like take even 10 minutes to just meditate in the morning and 10 minutes to meditate at night just to kind of like wind down, you know, it makes such a big difference, especially when you start your way like that in gratitude. Like as soon as I open my eyes, I'm like, okay, thank you, God. You allowed me to be here. I'm here, I'm alive. I'm with my kids. Yeah. The, great, the feeling
0: of being grateful for, you know, having the opportunity to do it again, even though some parts are yeah. kind of
2: hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. You you don't know what's going to happen that day. You don't know. You, you just you never know. But living in the moment and being present and living in gratitude helps a lot. It makes a huge, huge, huge difference. And when I feel like somebody's disturbing my peace or fucking with me or does wrong to me or, you know, um, cause I've been crossed a lot too. So that's why I have my trust issues, because I've had a lot of people betray me and do shit behind my back. Um, I just release that and I banish that. I banish it. That's it. We're no longer crossing paths. I'm done with that. I release it so you don't carry that energy too with you, you know. Um Yeah, I feel like every connection has a purpose. You know, we're all in alignment. We're in each other's paths. You don't know for how long, so it's definitely good to be present and be in the moment while you have that person there, because you don't know when you're going to see them again. You know, there's some people I haven't seen in like two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of people, close friends of mine that I have not seen since before the pandemic. Yeah,
2: and too, like I think
1: too, like.
0: when you uh, start having kids and it's like a different thing too, because
1: You're especially in your life. Yeah. Doing uh, your kids have things that you have to attend and go to and do. Yeah.
0: And try to get them into things. And because I think having your kids do stuff is so important too. Like how do they, they got to know, they got to figure out what they like. You got to have them do all kinds of stuff too, you know, and kind of give them guide them to, <laughs> I can't wait to get my kids in like sports and stuff. You know what I mean?
1: Because yeah. she could be doing soccer. Yeah, stuff well, as right soon now. as she
0: turns five, we're getting yeah, her. I have, we're putting her in, ba- in basketball. Like, that's it. I want yeah, to be a basketball fan. She has to be five for basketball? At the YMCA, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
2: YMCA has all of those. They have like soccer, basketball. Yeah.
0: We have, yeah. A, they have um, swim classes. And then, too, I want to get involved in YMCA because I want to do my, I want to like do, I need to get fit. Like, I need to start doing exercise again.
1: Let's, let's do a, like, this season let's try to do like a challenge or something yeah yeah we're, we're about yeah. to start a new season you're going to be on the new season yeah let's try like i a would love to in this season i, I that would be cool because to do maybe challenge. we can some kind of we'll figure something out. we'll uh-huh. figure
0: something out because i you know and and, and the
1: same i gained all the weight that i had lost before we started this podcast uh-huh. i had lost like 40 something pounds and then the wow. pandemic started and I, I just gained it all back because
0: yeah. you we I started know. guarding ourselves yeah, and not being you know, not going out. to the gym and stuff.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, it's hard. I and I feel the same way too. I've gained a lot of weight recently too, um since my mom's passing because I haven't really been motivated to like go out and like go on walks and stuff like that and um I go on walks but not like how I really should be doing and you know exercising and watching what I'm eating and so, I agree with you. you should, I would definitely join if, if you did like a 30 day challenge or something and everybody got on and kind of like shared their experiences. Like, you can do lives and everybody can share recipes and cool things like that just to motivate each other because it's hard to get motivated. It really is. To, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, all your like, time
2: goes to them.
0: And then the little shred of time you have left for yourself, you want to do wanna
1: something. Yeah. Chill. Oh, yeah. Even though yeah. exercise really helped with my mental health. Like I felt so it much is much when I was exercising for sure. regularly. Cause I was going at least three to four times. The, a week I feel like the,
0: the, the hardest um, part is getting yourself into the rhythm of going and do making it like consistency to me is forever and ever, ever the hardest thing in life. Period. Consistency yeah. is just, because consistency is the key to everything. Like you want to lose weight or you want to stay healthy. You got to be consistent with your eating and your and your exercising. You want to, yeah. you know, you want your business to succeed. You have to keep, you know, working your business. You have to keep promoting your podcast. You have to keep, you know, promoting your coaching. It's just like, you know, you just consistency yeah. have to do it if it's going if, if to get somewhere.
2: Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's like with anything like yep. people go to therapy all the time. Right. But once and you stop, it doesn't that's, work.
0: you're right. But consistency, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or commitment. finding some a commitment.
2: commitment. If yeah. you don't commit to what they're teaching you during <laughs> therapy and you don't apply that, it's never going to uh, yeah. work.
0: It's true. Yeah, there's no point. Right. It's
2: never going to work. The diet that you're trying to do is never going to work if you're not fully committed to it. It's not. And it shouldn't even be called a diet. It should be called a healthier lifestyle. I was just just about to say,
0: listen, I was just about to say, diet to me is kind of a trigger word in the sense that I've been a fat kid all my life. So like... To me, mm-hmm. diet, when you say diet, it's like, oh, you got to really restrict and like and like fully be in. The, and I feel like it's not like that because you get burned out and I've gotten burned the definition out by of doing diet that.
1: is really just what you're eating.
0: Right. But, it, but, but, yeah. but society that, it has, has made it like, sens- a sensationalized that word and like and corporations have because I could have a diet of junk food. You know, right? <laughs> it's true. She has it's a true. diet. My diet is really her, her, bad. Her diet is mostly yeah. comprised of Frito Lay and antimon. <laughs> yeah, you should quit. <laughs> I cream
2: at night. Cream. Um, yeah, that I, is my I don't like to call tonight. it a diet either. It's um, it's hard to get away from that word, yeah, because it's been instilled in us for so long. Forever, but yeah. making healthier choices and just living a, a healthier lifestyle overall, because everything's connected, mind, body, and spirit. It's a balance. It's It's a balance. It's
1: all about eating fresher products like what comes from the well earth, but balance too because like listen the food? second
0: you say diet right if the second you say diet and you restrict yourself of all the things that like make you happy like hello ice cream <laughs> is so great how can you like completely restrict just yourself make, from eating ice cream like ice cream, good like,
1: ice cream. <laughs> just
0: eat good ice cream or you know a little bit like your portion maybe not eat like half of a pint and just maybe eat like half a cup which is hard
2: It is. It's hard. It's commitment. You know, it's commitment. You have to be, have that commitment and be consistent like you were saying in order to see the results, you know? Yeah. And that's with anything, that's even with cannabis too. You have to be consistent. You have to also be careful how you dose, what you're using. You wouldn't really have to take too many tolerance breaks if you use CBD more, CBG more. Um, So, and too, like, I always say with cannabis, like it's not your cure all. There are so many different things you have to do together so that it's all balanced out and works better for you. Um, And eating is like a major Major part of it. it. If you're eating fried food every day, all day and you're smoking cigarettes and you're smoking cannabis and you're you're drinking drinking Coke. Yeah. And you're drinking soda. I know.
0: I love Coke too. That's why I
1: specifically mentioned Coca-Cola,
2: but I drink a lot of water too. Caffeine causes a lot of inflammation, um, a lot of the foods that we eat. And I'm starting now I like caffeine. I just I did, um, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the healthiest eater. Like I'm starting to learn. Like I went and did a colon hydrotherapy the other day. I don't know if you've ever heard Ooh, of
0: that. How was that? I have heard of that.
2: Yeah. It, everybody should do that. I lost seven pounds of shit in one visit. Really?
0: What?
2: Yeah. It, it's what, different what the, for everyone too. Um, what is Colon
0: this? hydrotherapy.
1: What
2: is that? They, it's like a colon cleanse, but a, like a really intense that colon cleanse. Scary. Like a hose goes into your yeah. rectum and then you like, yeah. exactly, oh yeah, it's God. like hosing it down, pressure wash, in your, yeah, amen. Hey, kind of like but For I'm real. sure For the real. after
0: <laughs> feeling, the the during feeling I'm might sure, be yeah. not that comfortable, but the <laughs> after feeling, I'm sure you <laughs> were like, what is that song? Ray. Um, Oh my God! What is that song? No, 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 no. Feel the rain on your skin. That song. <laughs> every like, uh huh. Every and women empowerment like you know movie where they're like oh talking about you know you just get out of your colon hydrotherapy like that.
1: Yeah. Have your colon clean. Oh my God. You better. I really,
0: I, I really, I've been wanting to do that for a long time girl, to see what it's girl. like. Yeah. Lighter.
1: Like, I, go I for it
2: tell sessions. us all I about it six sessions <laughs> six sessions how often Once a week once a week.
0: Wow! Once a week
2: i need it i need it and i felt it like i feel like i because you, you carry all the toxins from the food in your body and you become more emotional more depressed especially more if it sad. sits there yeah huh
0: oh really
2: all the toxins you are what you eat literally and i'm really bad about eating healthy yeah, I hard. am. Yeah, I love healthy too. food, but I don't eat it every day.
0: I can speak so for both of us consistent. when I say we're both <laughs> eating a lot of shit. I, I, yeah,
2: I
1: I'm really bad. Yeah. I don't like vegetables.
0: I can really? eat vegetables.
1: I, I didn't grow but... up eating vegetables, so I never learned to eat them. And even as an adult, I've tried, and I just can't. I'm a texture person, oh, person, and I have okay. problem with textures in food. And like, I, I like the crap. The crap vegetables that are not even vegetables, like corn. And potato. Like corn. I,
0: <laughs> I do love corn and potatoes. Corn's and, and potatoes. Yeah, we wouldn't
1: catch have- you eating zucchini, right? Yeah. No, man. I've tried like <laughs> asparagus and like
0: <sighs> Brussels sprouts are good too. Roasted Brussels sprouts
1: are <laughs> Green beans. beans. I was I was traumatized as a child being force fed green beans by my aunt. Really? My aunt.
2: I love vegetables. Like I love them. I love them. It's just committing to eating. Um, non like I love wings. I eat a lot of wings. Oh, uh,
0: chicken! Yeah, chicken wings are so
2: oh good. I mean, if it's not fried, I love chicken wings. Like I, love grills, chicken wings. I use the air wings. fryer. Yeah, use the air, fryer. air fryer. That's not so bad. Tell but you. I was like, maybe I should go to baking least, them and not really having them, you know, well, as often, like once a week.
1: I gotta is ask you this. Fast? This is, is kind of off to this topic, like but I want to ask it because you know we we're just saying everybody's talking about it now. Um, What do you feel about psychedelics? Psychedelics oh, are coming into more that. into the like yeah, the industry is opening front. up, people are talking about it more forefront. to the forefront. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's you got the word that I was thinking <laughs> to the forefront. Society, yeah. What's your thoughts on I, some psychedelics? Have I, lo- you tried I, them? Love,
2: I love that everybody's getting more educated on psychedelics. I love it. I held actually a seminar with Dr. Lonnie CBD, and Ganja oh, Beach Radio like, yeah. was there before. Um, And it was psychedelics and cannabis, and they were sharing their testimonies of using psychedelics and ketamine infusions and um, things like that. So it was very interesting. I think it is very interesting. All plants are healing. All plants have their healing purposes, um, whether if it's ingesting them or creating topicals with them or, you know, whatever. All plants are medicinal in some way, shape, or form. I'm not understanding why people are so against it.
0: Yeah, plants are natural. I, exactly. They're natural. I would...
2: They're mm-hmm. natural. And it helps you to be more subconscious. And um, for me anyway, you know, like I feel like with cannabis, it helps me to be more present and aware. And for the people that don't experience that, I, I'm i like, what what are you doing? Like, how are you using psychedelics and cannabis? And you're still not grounded and in tune with other people's feelings and emotions. And you're not present. And you don't think you don't live because they're not
0: using it correctly. And I feel like that is the main worry. I feel like a lot of people need to get educated in order to use Mm -hmm. them properly. Because if you don't, you can create a negative experience for yourself. That's Mm -hmm. that might be long lasting. So like, I feel like it really, you really need to educate yourself about it because there's so much information we can get from even just talking about it to other people who have experienced it. And then, uh-huh. like, really not embracing like that excess culture of like uh, doing it too much because you want to get like oh fucked up on it, but like yeah, really, really yeah. trying to use it for like, the good, micro-dosing. right? And yeah, fine.
2: microdosing and using it as medicine because it is. That's why we need to we need to treat all these plants with the respect that they deserve and not so- commercialize it and make it seem like oh yeah, it's the cool thing to do right. like. Okay that's fine but also teach people why you're doing it and how you, and how to dose and that you can do it safely and you can do it responsibly it's not about getting high it's about using it to heal your body like you're using it to heal anxiety and depression inflammation um, how to accept and process trauma you know it helps with so many different things and it helps you to be more grounded and connected if you choose to and you have to be the type of person that helps like I can help you but you have to help me help you like you have to do the work also and be committed and consistent with the work because like we were just talking about the food and eating and all that shit. I mean, literally, if you're smoking and drinking and having all this nicotine and eating bad every day and you're using psychedelics and cannabis and you're still the same person, something is terribly wrong. Right. You should be super humble. You should be super grounded. You should be able to connect with people and be able to spread love and healing and heal others if you're doing those, if you're using those plants uh respectfully Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the way that they should be used
1: responsibly i love that
0: and that was cannibalist joe you can find her on instagram under at cannibalist joe or at cannibalist joe consulting thank you guys so much for uh, listening to us and interacting with us our sponsors thank you so much we want to thank our patrons. We are patron family. We have uh, a growing patron family. If you don't know about this, we made, the- we have the best group of women everywhere.
1: <laughs> We're the best group of women. Plus Jesse.
0: <laughs> <Jessie. laughs> but thank you guys so much. Um, Yanni, Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, April, Shelby, Denise, Peaches, Natalie, Meredith, Terry, Angelina, and jenny and Catherine. Catherine, thank you guys so much uh become a patron for early access you get early access to episodes no commercials additional content full uncut versions of our interviews we have zoom smoke sessions we just had one yesterday It was so fun and refreshing um you know we also do like mom mom trips mom vacations which is and not now something- apparently
1: we might have video for our patrons we yeah, might. I know. We tried it this time. Let's see yeah, how it goes.
0: We're going to see how it goes.
1: <laughs> so uh, if you haven't yet,
0: please subscribe, rate, review, share our content. If you do any of those things, holler, let us know. We'll send stickers and shit. Moms.com is our website. Thank you guys again. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. bye.